has put against us. So it's not like I don't want to be with a black woman. She's doing it to herself. Like you believe she's believing in all these stereotypes that exist. And that's why it's hard for me to I'm trying to get close to you, but nope, she 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 heard black men are this, black men are that, black men are that. So she just are I'm already coming in a, in the race and last because she already didn't finish and she already know what I'm about. You know what I mean? It's like we stereotype us as black men as all these negative things. So when I go to a black sister and she already got that in her head, I'm fighting an uphill battle. Relationships should be an uphill battle, but it shouldn't be Mount Everest times 10 in terms of me having to prove my worth when it should already be there until I give you a reason for otherwise. You know what I mean? So I'll say this. You will have, you will have, there's a lot of broken women out there, black, white, green, whatever. It don't Mm -hmm. matter. There are tons of black broken women out there. So I think what you might be talking about is broken women in general, because I think you'll have that same uphill battle with anybody that's broken. Uh, but when I what I what I think when that when I heard that quote, I think what that quote is referring to in terms of black women are the most disrespected demographic mm-hmm. uh, in America is, I mean, even when you trace back in the start of our country, you know, what I'm saying like when when slavery was abolished and, you know, and then was the, the 14th Amendment when when uh, black was blacks were given the right to vote. Well, that actually was black men. Women didn't get the right to vote until what the twenties or the thirties, uh, you know, with the with the other rest of the women. So like, that's one example. But then like even too, you know, when it comes to the opportunities, like in the workforce, you know what I'm saying? Like women, black women got to work really. Women got to work it hard in general. But like black women, like you have to go into the workforce and you have to change your identity. Like the fact that like, and there's, there's some places where, you know, jobs and businesses where they would not allow you to wear your hair natural. You have to look the part, look the part, looking like what? A white woman, straighten, straighten your hair out. Do, do the things that will make our customers and our clients more comfortable. Don't come in here with an afro. Don't come in here, you know what I'm saying, with, with, um, with, the, with, the, with braids or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Don't come in here looking like that. And like, that's unfair. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, I think that's unfair. That's an attack to the culture. But, you know, I just think that like, you know, when, you know, I, I have my mother, I don't have any sisters, but you know, when I look at my mom, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, that's a very strong black woman right there. And so some of the things that I know that she's had to put up with through her life, you know, and, and through, you know, her, you know, her career, you know, and what she's been trying to do, I don't think that many white women would ever have to go through. So I think that there's a lot of things that I think that maybe us black men may not even be aware of, or we may just kind of you know glass you know gloss over it. But yeah, there is not it's not an equal playing field when it comes to black women versus white women um, in a lot of cases. So therefore, I think you know that's what that uh, that quote saying is that they're disrespectful. Uh-huh. So do you think do you think us as like like you just said like you used the reference to the workforce and how is an uphill battle for black women in the workforce and life and society. That's how I think some black men feel with relationships with other black women, because it's like, and and I could be wrong, but I feel like a black woman is raised different than a white woman. And what I mean by that is, and I'm not saying it's a knock on white women at all. I don't think white women are raised to be alphas. And that's not a bad thing at all. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I feel like, when you look at all the statistics out there about single parent homes and 
what they have to look up to in terms of emulation, they're looking at their mama work hard, obviously single parent home, no dad around, broken relationship. So I feel like it's a lot of what they see and perceive. So then when a good brother come around, we are already associated with being not shit. <laughs> you know, and they're raised, which isn't a bad thing. It's not wrong because we always say strong black women. Obviously, strong black women must mean more of an alpha. You know, so I think a lot of black men could be scared away from that because that nurturing is there. But I feel like it's that toughness that kind of could throw like a strong woman. Most dudes like strong woman. I don't know. That's kind of kind of intimidating. You know, the male ego is very fragile. Very. I agree agree with you because like what you said right there, I, I actually agree with you on that is the fact that, you know, there are women that do they don't have the ability to allow a man to be a man. Like, you know, there has to be some, there has to be some bit of submissiveness to allow a man to just be there. You know what I'm saying? You can't have two men in the house, you know, in terms of two alphas in the house, you know what I'm saying? And so like, I I do agree with you because I do, I've seen that myself, you know, to where, you know, but I think a lot of that comes again to that brokenness because if you grew up and you never had the model, this is kind of what we was talking about, you know, the importance of, of, of daddy. If you grew up without without daddy, you never had a model to see what a man looks like, or you never had the model of a good relationship to see like what what a husband and a wife looks like together, and or see you know what I'm saying. Then you kind of just conjured up your own ideas of what a strong black woman is. A strong black woman is, is that I ain't taking nobody's stuff. I'm gonna walk all over this dude. You know what I'm saying? He ain't gonna tell me what to do, and and that's what you end up getting because she probably never had someone to show her. You know what I'm saying? what it is to have a black, a strong black relationship instead of just being a strong black individual. So I would, and I would agree. And that's why when I tell people that we can all have our preferences, it's no, that's not the argument. The argument that we all kind of look at as like, what the hell is when black women look at the situation with a black man and a white woman as, Oh, y'all do that because she lets you do whatever she wants. No, it's not that she lets us do whatever we want. She has a different outlook and upbringing that allows us to prosper instead of, and like I said, I use the word instead of like the relationship with a black woman where it may be hindered because she want to be the alpha and two alphas can't, they don't work. You can't coexist in the same household, you know, and it's kind of hard to untrain a woman who's been that way for 25, 26, you know, 28 years of her life. It's kind of hard to untrain that, you know, so I think it's easier for brothers to walk away and say, well, Ashley ain't cussing, fussing. We talking. She asking how my day went. She ain't mad about some shit from two days ago. Hell, two years ago. <laughs> I mean, I ain't even trying to be funny, but I had a black girl get mad from some shit from two years ago. Chill. That's old. Like, throw that away. Like, we trying to build something and you bring it up two years ago. You know, just mad for no reason. So I think, like I said, some of those stereotypes that we perpetuate we start to believe them to the point where that's the reason why I see a lack of black and black women, black men and black women and black men flocking over to white women because it's a whole different beast on that side of the world. I ain't trying to be funny. It's a whole apple to oranges. Yes, they all women, but the way that they react and do things is in my opinion is all the way different. And that's not a bad thing. You know, it's just, I don't like when, when sisters do that because I try to go for you first. And and I wasn't like the homie off the street, so now I get looked at you. You talking white? You you proper? You I, you ain't my type? But then you got a dude at home living off of you on your couch, 
and I'm trying to show you a better way, but I ain't good enough because I can't sweet talk to you and lie. So, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I feel like until black women fix some of their own personal issues, they can't look at white women as the scapegoat for their issue. Wow. Now, also, I'm a leader. I like to think I'm a leader, but I'm very subtle about it. As I've always said to anybody that I'm with, there's only one head to a snake. So as you say with the two alphas, you could be alpha part two. I'm alpha number one. So if I'm not somewhere and I need you to step up, that's what I'm expecting you to do in a leadership position. That's just a military thing. And maybe that's something that I've I've always been around. In my household, that's the way it was. It was my father and it was my mother. My mother was the disciplinarian. My dad was a little lackluster. But they always took care of the house and the home first. So I'm like that in a relationship. I will give you opportunities. Hey, where you want to go eat at? Which is always a bad question to ask a woman. A lot of people, they want to eat at. Babe, what you want to eat tonight? Well, I don't care. You can have what you want. I don't care. All right, let's go to Ruby Tuesdays. I really don't like Ruby Tuesdays. Okay. (laughs) So it goes into that kind of thing right there. But it's, hey, look, what we're going to do, we're going to leave at 5 o'clock. We're going to do it like this, and we're going to go here. Now, if you have a problem with that, then we need to discuss that because grown folk have grown folk conversation. If... I've dated sisters who who live here. I've never dated a sister back home, like dated. Now, I went to Indianapolis because it's more prominent for black women. We had a little fling or two, um, but that was cool. She was good. She was cool people. Maybe if we lived closer, we probably would have been in a relationship. Um, I've dated a Latino woman, Mexican. Her family did not like me. Because I was black. But it's what they've been told about me, about black men. When I was in Korea, it was the same thing. The Katusas over there, which is the Korean soldier as part of the American army, they told me black men are known for being boisterous, loud, and they abuse their women. So therefore, that's what they tell their girls. So that if they ever get into a relationship, that's what they sh- they're going to expect to happen. Then they come across a person like myself, and it's oh, oh, he's so articulate. Wait a minute, he's not abusive. He doesn't do this. Well, no, I wouldn't do that to anyone. And you know why? Why should I be villainized for my skin tone? You know, get to know me as a person first. Get to know me of who I am and where I come from. And I'm willing to learn. You know, again, I never have frowned upon any woman. You know, I've seen some, you know, we all do it. You know, you see that corny dude who looked like, you know, he's about 98 pounds, skinny legs, looks like a straight nerd. You're like, how did he get that system? <laughs> He can't handle that. Right. Well, and that's what you do. Like, How he get that system? Oh, hell no. Nah. He must got money. Yep. He got yep. good credit. Yep. He got good credit. That's what he got good credit. 
Cause he ain't packing. He ain't packing. He definitely ain't packing, no. <laughs> but we crack jokes like that because right. we don't know. We don't know. He might have walked up to her and been like, hey, why you do, boo? Yep. Or how you do, Miss Lady? Nice to meet you. My name is Chris. Uh, would you like to go out to eat some time? And she took to it. You know, and it's no big deal. But, you know, to make a long story short, I do get it. Whereas people stay in the same race for the fact of they don't want to be, you know, through history, they've seen things take place. They don't want to repeat history. They know how they've either been treated from other races and people don't understand where they come from. I, you know, like I said, for me, my parents never promoted that. They never said anything about that. So, you know, the first time I, like I said, I endured that. It was a shock to me. I was like, well, wait a minute. Why are you calling me names? But it wasn't me. It was what they were told and taught. So, you know, maybe later in life, that person that wasn't like that, maybe they changed their mind. Maybe they changed their whole outlook. Because all it takes is, like you said, if you, if you stay in the same race or you stay, you date a woman because that's what you think the protocol is or that's the, uh, you know, that's the norm. Mm-hmm. But you stay in that relationship. It's like being in an abusive relationship, but you stay because of the kids. Yep. No, you need to get out of it if you are not happy. It's all about happiness. It's all about promoting. No matter with who I'm with, Mm-hmm. I need to promote you. I need to make you better. If I, if you're down, let me give you a hug. If I'm down, I expect you to come up, rub my back and say, baby, it's going to be all right. We're going to make this happen. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to, like, you know, my dad recently passed away. So let's say I'm with a woman. She thought, oh, you old punk ass. You still crying about this shit? You old bitch. Like, mm-hmm. what did it? You know, now I want to, I want to yeah. take that fume off your neck right now because now you're talking retarded to me mm-hmm. but i'm not gonna put my hands on it mm-hmm. it's like you need to get away from me right now. okay okay so so but mr montgomery who's more likely <laughs> to do such a thing though oh, oh, <laughs> i'm pressing hey i'm pressing buttons bro yeah, right, who's yeah. more like who's more likely to look at you and call you a punk motherfucker or, or a bitch who's more likely to do that <laughs> it'd probably be a sister and that's my point. It's like we try our best. Like, for instance, I'll try my best to stick. Like, my mother's slogan was, if she can't use your comb, don't bring her home. Yep. I get it. Yep. You feel what I'm saying? I get it. <laughs> but, if I, but if I'm trying my best, <laughs> hey, yep, hey, right. I'm trying my best. Mama, I'm trying, but I'm telling you, she hold me back, cuss me out every day. Mm. She doing this. Ma, she over here trying to be funny, playing these mind games, which anybody can play mind games. But I feel like white women aren't raised to play mind games. <laughs> like, they're raised, in my opinion, to either get a job, a career, but to be a wife. Like, think about that. I feel like white women are raised to get a career and to be a wife. I feel like black women are raised, don't let, you ain't taking shit from nobody. Huh? Mm. Why is it? What's taking shit from somebody? If he tell you to do that, don't listen to him. It's you, you, you put your foot down. Okay, I get that, but not everybody ain't out to get you, sister. Chill out. <laughs> and that's why I think some black men are more aggressive. Like I hate when women say, "I want a man that's aggressive that can handle me." In what regards? What, what you mean by that, sister? What, what you mean? 
I need a man that can handle all this. You talking about physically, sexually, mentally? What, what you talking about? Because I bring a lot to the table, but you won't look my way. But the homeboy that's beating you up, you respond to it. <laughs> Yo, G, G, hold on, hold on, real quick. I got something to say about that. Uh, not about that. I know, I know one particular. I won't put her name out there because it's someone that's pretty close. But they hardcore sister soldier. You know, they down, they down for the cause. But they have a fetish or a kink or whatever you want to call it. They have a, they like them some white boy. And I'm like, well, go for it then. You know, why would you hide it and keep it on the low because you don't want nobody to know? But it's also what they were told too. They were told that if you date a white dude, that a brother will never look at you the same again. Mm. But as you said before, you got a dude over here who's treating you bad, doing everything under the sun in your grill, and you still holding on to him because you think that's what you're supposed to have. Why you got a dude over here saying, hey, look, let me take care of you. Let's do things together. You're like, nah. But on the down low, we can do our thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, hey, so I, I gotta, I gotta come and chime in on what Greg just said. <laughs> so I, I can't, I can't, I can't let little bro go like that. Bro. Okay. okay, so look, so let, let's just say, like, can you say which one more likely to call you a punk head and all that stuff? We going through some mm-hmm. things, right? So this is my thing. Would you agree with me? Because I'm here, I'm very curious based off the conversation we've had these last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Would you say that there is an effect? On how our co- country has been like with, with slavery, after slavery, the Jim Crow era, all that stuff. Would you say that there's an emotional effect that has affected the black family? Yes, or no? yes, major. Yes. Okay. Okay. So now, within that black family, there are black women, correct? And those black yep. women become, eventually become wives and this and that or whatever, right? Uh-huh. Can we not say the reason why some of our black women are the way they are? Is because of the brokenness of our families. Yeah. Because yeah, because this is the thing. This is the thing. My feeling is this right here. I get it. I get it. Like there is a struggle. There's a there's a, a unique struggle when it comes to working or being with black women. Funny story. When when I got married, the first dance during, during the first dance again in the wedding, or whatever during the reception. I like when we were dancing. I whispered to my ex wife's ear and I said, huh. "If this don't work out, I'm giving me a white girl." And she busted out laughing because she knew she knew how she knew she knew me like that's what that's just not something I did, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, so like the because the thing is is like yo look, I'm trying here. I'm trying to stay you know with my sister. So I get what you're saying, but like I think there comes a point of having some some grace and understanding and being like you know what. Yo, our system has has broken us down. It broken the men down to where we don't want to be home and taking care taking care of ours. It t- it broken our women to where our women are now they have asserted themselves as being the dominant one and they want to run things and like there's so much dysfunction going on. So like mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily you know sit here and demonize black women and say well the, well they the ones like this but white girls because they haven't collectively I know the white women go through things as well but mm-hmm. like collectively. They haven't gone through. They don't have the history as what black women has had. So I, I can't necessarily say like you know I can't mess with no black women because they all crazy. They all this. They all disrespectful. Because that ain't the case. Mm-hmm. But I can understand those that are. I can kind of understand where they may be coming from. Uh, and I agree with you. Ain't no question. And, and that's what. 
and and that's why this topic is so interesting to talk about because we can and, and this is the thing we can point to what the issues are, but yet for some reason, like I said, a black man wanting to be with a black woman, as articulate as I am, I I can go to my black woman and say, hey, look, this is the problem. This is why I'm gonna try to fix it. I was just being honest. Hey, I think therapy is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. We got stuff that we need to fix because right now what's going on ain't working because of a past relationship because of what you believe for me to be for stuff that I might have done. But I feel like they. Can, no matter what I do with, with what I had a black relationship and, and was going, we could never get over the hump because a stereotype that was already embedded in that person's belief. You know, you can't tell a zebra is not black and white. Like it's like, it is black and white. And no, it, it, obviously it's a stupid example, but I'm just saying something that's ingrained in a woman that for so long to be an alpha, to be the dominant, to be, you ain't finna push over me. You ain't finna do this. And I'm the, control of this house of the kids and everything it's hard to break that so i feel like if i'm getting a relationship why do i want to why do i want anyone to go through that you know why do i gotta be flashy like like we all see it if you got a flashy car a pocket full of money this that and the third it's easier for you to get a lot of fine black women i mean i even watched the steve harvey show and the girl was like oh he's too nice what is too nice <laughs> like what kind of like steve harvey had this thing where he bought two beautiful women it was two black guys, you know, good looking, decent dudes. They were businessmen, entrepreneurs. And the girls were like, I don't know. He just don't seem like my type. He's kind of dorky. He's like, that's a good, you don't want the good brother. But if Steve would have bought the guy with the gold teeth and the, and the, and the crazy color hair and, and, the, and the rims on the car, that was her type. That was, she said, that was more her type. That don't make sense to me because I, I even experienced it myself in college where we sat down, me and my homeboy, and we asked this woman, like, why don't you want to give us the time of day? I mean, she was beautiful. Black girl, beautiful. Track star. Had a body. Beautiful face. She was smart. She was, ooh. And we like, why don't you give us the time of day? She's like, what do you mean? I said, we just saying, like, we try to talk to y'all, but y'all don't talk back to us. This was track team. And she said, well, we know about y'all football players and how y'all get down. What that's supposed to, okay, I get it. Stereotype. All football players are players, sleep around. Okay, I get it. Mm -hmm. But what about you? You single? Uh, not really. What's not really? Well, I got a boyfriend. What he, what he doing? Nothing. Where he live at? Oh, he live with me. Oh, he, he is he working? No, he ain't working. I said, <laughs> so me being, hey, 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 I swear to God, me being funny. I said, so what's up, dude? I was single at the time. I said, what's up? She said, I don't know. I said, you just told me you got a so-so so of a relationship. You're talking to a guy who live at your place, living on off of you, ain't got a job, not in school, but you got a brother here that graduated working on his master, got a job doing everything he's supposed to, but you won't give me the time of day because you want to see if it's going to work out with a homeboy. Mm. <laughs> and you know what she said? I just, you just kind of not like, not my type. What the successful ain't your type? What, what, what the, <laughs> it's confusing. Yep. But if I took that same thing to, to one of the white girls I end up getting with and having my first child with, she was just intrigued by everything that was going on with me. Like, hey, I was thinking about doing this. She was like, hey, hey, hey. She was like, oh, I can help you get there. What do I need to do to help your dream become our dream? Like, what? She said, what? I said, hold on. I said, ma, I may bring one home today. <laughs> hey, and I brought her home. I ain't trying to be funny. I got my first uh, four years. I love him to death. That's my boy. But it was like, 
that's the first time I said, you know what, I'm about to try it. And I tried it and it lasted for a very long time. It lasted for almost three and a half years. But mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, what went so wrong that I even tried to talk to that woman at that point in time that my blackness was not enough for her because it wasn't blackness to her. It was, you're not my type. You're too, you're, you're too kind of, kind of nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, I mean, I feel like our women got a long way to go, but I'm just telling you, you can't knock it until you try it. <laughs> hey, let me ask. Let me ask you guys this, and you can answer um, as needed. I guess you know everybody got their opinion, and and as history repeats itself, and as time moves forward, it's not going to change. You're going to always find there's going to be some brothers out there that like white girls, like sisters, like Spanish, you name it, mm-hmm. and they're going to be some that date strictly sisters, and then vice versa. There're going to be white girls who only date brothers. Or who might date everybody, I guess. But my, my question is, outside of racism, outside of blatant racism, for each race, and let's look at black and white, since that's the most uh, common uh, races with interracial relationships, for the white race, what is their biggest fear with interracial relationships? And then for the black race, what's their biggest fear? Mm. Mm. Ooh, that's yeah. fire. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well... I think I, for can't, the, I, can't, I can't speak. I can't speak for for the white race. I mean, maybe maybe Sarah can answer for answer that for us. Yeah, I'll let Sarah beat chime in. Yeah. Sarah, you listening? Yeah, go ahead, chime in after Brian then, so you can speak for the white. But yeah, go okay, ahead. No, I'm I'm actually listening to Sarah. I want to hear what she got. What like what was what is a fear that white folks might have with an interracial relationship? I don't, I don't I'm curious myself. All right, let me go mute her. She gonna mute it. Unmute yourself, Sarah. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah, trying. Yeah. I'm trying. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, you want to answer that question? Uh, say, say the question again. So, I was asking from from the white perspective, outside of blatant racism, what is the biggest fear for the white race with interrelational relationships? It can be a white man and a black woman, or a black man and a white woman. Right now in America, it's more common for a black man to be with a white woman. I guess more not even accepted, but it's more noticeable. In the public eye, uh, social media, you name it, it's out there. What is the biggest fear, in your opinion, or maybe you got friends that spoke to you about it? Mm. What's the biggest fear? For, why do people frown on it outside of racism? Mm. My biggest fear is that he might not come home for something that he was wrongly identified at, or being at the wrong place at the wrong time. There's there's a lot more fear now than I have ever had before because I, I really don't see color. I don't understand how people can, can see color. I don't see how people can speak a color. Um, I, I've never understood it. I left and came to honey Creek with Frank and them mm-hmm. for a reason. And my fears are more greater now than they ever have been before. Okay. That's why I like listening to y'all. Right. And let me see. Speaking for all white, I think what Monty is asking also is um, basically from the white side. What is the white, yeah. what is white folks fear of interracial? Yeah, why are they yeah. Against, what is their fear? Why are they against? Yeah. Why are they against Sarah, they, being yeah. interracial relationships? Yeah. Sarah date yes, Sarah date black, so yeah, she. <laughs> I don't know. I have never understood all of this. I I think that it's um from from being around you know a lot of Caucasian folks who feel 
I could tell you anything. You know what? You're comfortable to talk to. Um, I think what I hear from them is they don't want that. They don't want that family to be broken. Mm. You know, let's if their name is Jones. Well, they always want it to be a Jones. They don't want to. They want to keep the bloodline pure, to be honest. And they feel like mixing races is one taboo. It's going to damage the family lines. And three, some people tell you it was in the Bible. And they feel like it's, uh, that's the reason why they don't like it. Now, when I've asked people, because I'm a person that, show me. Don't tell me about it. Show me where it is in the Bible. So it's one of those three things right there. Or the, the one that I heard, that I've heard mostly in my life is, I don't want, I don't want that struggle for my child. I don't want that type of lifestyle for my my kid or my daughter or my son because I feel like they would have to be, you know, they would be restricted. So they know it's like like Jane Elliott. Whoever is white that like to be switched, that would switch with our African American citizens, raise your hand. Everybody started sitting on their hands. <laughs> they knew what's going on in this world. They didn't want it for them, but the question was, why are you so openly letting it happen to them? So that's from what I've seen, the the conversations I've had with folks who would tell me straight up and say, look, I like black people. I like minorities. I just don't want to be a part of that lifestyle. You know, it's like when Tiger Woods won Masters. Oh, they're going to serve chicken and watermelon and greens. Mm. Why? Why is it? Why is, you know, the different culture? You know, we all like different foods. Hell, I went to Sears school. You eat bugs. You eat, you learn how to eat off the land. I mean, that's the stuff that you do. I mean, I don't like chitlins. Mm. I mean, I, I ain't eat nothing with the lower track. Bump that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, don't, don't clown me because I don't. You know, don't clown me because, you know, you think I'm going to bring your daughter or your son or, or somebody into that, no. You know, it's it's bloodlines. Mm. So, like I said before, it's it's either bloodlines in the Bible or they don't want that struggle. Monty, you got a lot of people just chiming in right now about that question. A lot of people want to answer that question. Jill, you wanna answer you wanna you wanna um piggyback off of uh, Mr. Montgomery just stated? I will say that it has always been told to me by anyone that I know that it would confuse the children oh. if you had a product of, if you had children as a product of an interracial relationship, mm-hmm. their life would be complicated mm-hmm. because they wouldn't know which, where they belong, which side would accept them. Um, Things like that. And do you believe that? Do you? I mean, how do you feel? I mean, not much, bro. How you? How, what you? How you feel about that? Deep down in your heart, do you believe what the others have said about that, or do you have anything that's different to what they said? Me? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, as cool. my 
kids are white. I, I oh, it's cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, speak your mind. That's what I'm saying. I guess yeah. I could see where. I guess I mean, like talking to Pete. You know, Pete, or when you had your conversation with Pete, Pete mm-hmm. said, you know, he always knew he was white and he's been white since day one. But you know, he discussed that there were other children that kind of didn't really know where their niche was or which side they belonged on or whatever. Um, I don't, I don't know. I can't (laughs) really say one. And I didn't have that. I didn't grow up like that. (laughs) I grew up where my grandmother would say, my great, great grandmother would say, what will everybody do when everybody's the same race? Everybody's the same color. I didn't, my parents have never looked at my kids any different or whoever I've brought home. I didn't come for that. I wasn't taught that my kids were going to have a problem if they were mixed. I, for what? They're my kids. Right. And I mean, I've always said that we're all, one day we're all going to be a shade of brown of some sort anyway. No matter, <laughs> interracial dating, whether it be black, white, Latin, whatever, you know, everyone's, it's a big melting pot and that's what we're supposed to be. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with it. My opinion is no interracial dating. You love who you love and you don't, you get to know the person for the person. Um, but in response to why white people don't want their kids to <clears throat> date interracially, then, th- you know, that's what I had always heard. Gotcha. Not being told to me directly, specifically, just just here okay. around that's what i had heard is that it might confuse the children and dr so. o- dr priscal <laughs> yeah that makes sense yes, sir. you heard anything similar to that? i mean come on man you you have good insight well so so i think that most children are confused anyway right uh-huh. and so <laughs> anytime that you use that you just uh it's it's a subversion right people are trying to hide shit mm-hmm. and uh and if you're worried about the children Right, this this possible potential future person to to initiate a disdain for any kind of relationship because that's really what this is. If you can't date someone, then a lot of people, through self preservation, are going to try not to be friends. Right, right, because you'll get that attachment. Go ahead, <laughs> Robert. You there? So, uh, Are you there? Uh, oh, Monty, your question just shooken up everybody. Everybody started want to come in and chime in on this shit, man. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, it's a great question. Yes, it's a great question. Yeah, I can hear you now, Robert. Oh, okay. What I was, um, what I was saying is that this is it'll, it's a it's a kind of a delaying tactic, right? Mm-hmm. Because when people are talking about you know fears of what's going to happen for a potential possible future. What it is, is it's a way to uh, curb behavior at the source, right? Mm -hmm. So if they talk about potentially having kids, right, that cuts off the idea of marriage, right? And so they they start saying that you shouldn't even date someone with no intent, right? But what that really does is it means that they don't want you to be involved in a friendship with someone of a different race. Okay. They don't want you to form attachment. Wow. Wow. Monty, how you feel about that? That was fire. That was fire. <laughs> Did I ask your question, Monty? Dr. O. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's good to hear a different perspective, man, because it's something I've always thought about. You know, you look at the world as a whole and everybody has an opinion. You know, that's one thing about social media. It, it allows people to put their opinion out there. But one thing I look at, you if somebody's mind is made up, no matter how many times you post your opinion about something, 99% of the time, they're not going to change their view. You know what I mean? I respect everybody's opinion. You respect mine. But I'm always curious to know the facts behind a person's opinion or what brought them to come to that opinion or that mind thought, I mean, my process. Because, and it goes back years. You know, a lot of times people are raised different. My mom and my grandmother, they told me to love everybody. You know what I mean? Don't pass judgment on people. You know, uh, if you love the Lord, you love everybody. And that's the way I was raised. I got friends of mine who tell me straight up, hey, I had white girls tell me, I like you, but my daddy would kill me mm-hmm. if he knew I had any interest in you. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, that's crazy. But you know what? I respect that opinion. I'm going to stay away from you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah. one of those things. But I'm always curious to find out how people come to that thought process especially in your 2020 where interrelation dating is all over the place. It's on Netflix. You got it on TikTok. You got it on ABC, NBC. You name it. It's everywhere. And obviously, it's more accepted publicly, but it's still not accepted everywhere. Yes. That's, that's why I asked that question, what brought us to that point from the white perspective and from the black perspective? Well, you know what's so funny, though? Let me just chime in real fast and let you guys know. I mean, we've been doing good. I hate to say this. People have been listening. But my system crashed for about 10 minutes. And I'm <laughs> yes, but people have been listening though, so I'm gonna go back and do some weird stuff. But we're gonna have to do a part two also. Just want to throw that out there in case you guys end up listening to y'all. Okay, like, Frank. Like but, 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 but no, no, I'm gonna tell you, but no, but no, <laughs> but no, but, no, but, uh, but I know everybody's getting late. I want to tell you, but here's the thing though I've had this happen to me before, and me, Stalin's know me, you know, and people that know me, I'm married to a white woman, you know what I'm saying? But I think there's all different type of, and tell me if I'm wrong. I really think there's all different type of um, brothers. When I mean by that, I mean black and white, but I'm specifically talking about blacks. <laughs> I think there's different type of um, brothers out there that who are dating white women. There's still a difference amongst them because you have some brothers that get on internet, blah, 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 blah chocolate for whipped cream. You know what I'm saying? They directly got their <laughs> eyes focused on straight white women. And I'll, I think that a lot of people from outside of the um, interracial circle who um, stick particularly to their own race think that black men or black women are geared towards just looking at one direction. I'm not gonna look. I'm not gonna date outside my race. I mean, I am gonna date outside my race. I want to date this white person. I want this white person. Whatever, whatever, whatever. I never been the one to settle just for a white woman. You know, and I know growing up, I used to get made fun of because I dated white women. It's like. I dated all type of women, you know what I'm saying? I didn't give a fuck you're black, white, whatever. I'm all about being successful. Um, if you got your shit together and all that stuff, I don't care who you are, you know? But at the same time, I think there's a misconception amongst those that are in interracial relationships that they think that we are just geared towards we're looking for white women. We're looking for white women. That's all we want. You know, I heard black girls, girl, he ain't gonna talk to you. All he like is white women. He ain't gonna talk to you, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, damn, why you gonna go ahead and put that jacket on me? You know what I'm saying? Why you gonna go ahead and put that cloud on me? Basically stereotype me like that's all I'm gonna look for. No, that's not who I'm all about. I'm gonna look at everybody. But for some reason with the black sister, they think I'm just fixated on dating a white woman. That's all I want is a white woman. 
I mean, we got to get through that stigma of of basically saying we need to be with our own kind. But at the same time, I also had some old white men tell me in the past that um, the reason why. No, I like. Do you like the fact that but I'm trying to watch my name? So if I'm stuttering right now, I'm trying to watch saying names. <laughs> I had a white man tell me long time ago. Hey, Frank, I don't mind. Um, I don't mind black people dating white women because um, you guys don't get the good ones anyway. <laughs> I'm like what? I'm like, what do you mean the good ones? Yo, y'all date the um, y'all date the ones we don't want. And I'm start laughing about it. I'm like, what do you mean by that? You know? And I mean, I laughed about it. I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, you know, you know, the big fat blah blah blah. That one right there. Oh, that's what all the blacks want—the big fat white woman. And we all heard that. We all heard that. We all heard that. Yes. And he told me that. So I'm like, damn, man. You know what I'm saying? I laughed about it, but you know, but you know, but on some serious shit though. When I went back home, and this was during my college year, I came back home and I drove on on the main drag there on the strip, and I start seeing this shit. I'm like, damn, man. Is that how white folks think about black people? You know what I'm saying? Is that how they think we just want their leftovers? This shit go back to slavery. You know what I'm saying? Oh, nigga, go ahead and get on the back porch. We'll throw you some. Um, we'll throw you leftovers. That's how they look at how we look at their women. They think we just take their leftovers of what they don't want. I'm like, come on, man. Is that how the the white man? I'm gonna say white man. That is that how the white man view black men of wanting their women? I mean, am I wrong about this? Or I mean, Monty, Richard? I mean, what y'all think? Yeah. yeah, I mean, some of them think like that, or they think that we want, we want merchandise. Yes, you know. But even living here, even living here, you do see. I don't see the blacks like that. Okay, I see like soldiers walking around at the PX, at Walmart, at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Very petite looking guy, still in uniform, and you look behind him, and he got a big mom. He got a big mom. Yeah. Or she looks crazy. You're yeah, like, yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but I mean, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, you got this cork, and then you look behind and here she comes. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But but the thing about it, like that's it's the location though. Certain locations Mm -hmm. you go to, you will see that type of thing. Not everywhere. Like I said, here you'll see a lot of brothers who got some nice looking women around here. Nashville, same way. But but you're right though. You do go back home. And you're like, hey, does uh, tax time or something? Exactly. Uh, oh, oh, you want some? You want something that yep. she's gonna pay for because now you didn't built her up, you didn't gassed her up. Yep. Now she's gonna give you what you want. Mm-hmm. Then you become attached to her, or you either get her pregnant, or you have nowhere to stay. Mm. So now you're camping up in her crib and all that other mess. Yep. So. I've dealt with that. But also, let me add this. The problem that we're talking about right now is only is really strong here in America. I've been to Japan, Korea. Uh, I went to Bora Bora, um, Haiti. I've been pretty much around the world. I need Uh to start doing some more traveling. Damn it, COVID. But none. (laughs) London. 
you go to London and it's so it's so prevalent there. There's no yeah. it's just like passing people yeah. and it's no big deal. It is no big deal till you get here to America where it's super strong. Now, China, it's a little bit different because, you know, it's the same propaganda. They've been taught a certain thing about us as black people. Mostly Africans when you deal with Europe, Asian countries. But when we go somewhere and we step into a place and we see some different women, it's like they'll flock up to you and be like, oh, my God, you play football. You play baseball, or you, you know, uh, why are you here? Oh, you must be a soldier. Um, you know, I was told, oh my god, you guys, whatever. And it's like, forget those stereotypes, yeah, let's go get something to eat. Let me get to know you, exactly. But when you start to do that, again, people look at you in a whole nother light, and it's like, wait a minute, that's not what I'm used to, mm-hmm. so but yeah, but here in America, it's 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 a it's a hard problem, but overseas. Not so much. Wow. Hey, Frank. I want to. I want to ask the black men on this panel a question. Okay, yeah, 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 yes, sir. So, with all the uh, the racial unrest we got going on in this country, can a black man who is dating a white woman or married to a white woman can they be down for the cause? Go ahead. Go ahead, Martha. You married? Go ahead. Yeah. Sure. And when, and when you when you say the cause, you mean like the, the the movement with all the racial injustice going on right now, right? Oh yeah, well, and most definitely, and and a lot of people are aware of, and and if you look at it, with Kaep- Kaepernick when he first started his silent protest, he bought racial first of all, and then his girlfriend slash wife, I'm not sure if they married or not, she's a white woman. But my look at it is, because I am dating, or I was dating, and now I'm married to a white woman, uh, doesn't change the fact that I'm black. I'm, I'm black first, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And my, my cousins, my uncles, my nephews, my boys are biracial, but they still identify as black in the society to most people. Um, that If they get pulled over, a lot of people know about me. I was in law enforcement for eight years. I was a cop in Oklahoma, and I was a cop in Kansas. And I was on a SWAT team in both places. A lot of people don't know that about me. And so I've seen both sides mm-hmm. of it. I've seen both sides of it. So I, I get it. I get both sides of it. And that's something I've had a lot of discussions about with a lot of people. But as me as a black man, most definitely, I, I am down for the cause and I will continue to be. And I encourage my two biracial sons to be as well because when they do have kids with a black woman or with a white woman, their, their sons or daughters can be identified as black also because they do have me in them and, and generations going back to that. But I think that, you know, a lot of times you get people who question uh, a black man with a white woman because she can't understand what they, that he's been through or she can't understand what others have been through. And in some cases, that's the truth. I'm not going to knock that. It is what it is. You can't explain. You can't teach. You can't tell somebody about that experience if you never experienced it. But you can educate them and make them aware as much as possible, and they can advocate to back. And like my wife, she backs me up. She's not going to be out there saying, hey, this is net, but she backs me up in my cause. So I think, yeah, most definitely, I feel like I do a good job of advocating in Manhattan, Kansas, although it's not 
uh, a large hotbed for minorities, but there's enough because we have an army base literally 20 minutes from here, Fort Raleigh, which has several minorities, several blacks, several Hispanics, you name it, on base that come in on a daily basis for shopping and daily living that we interact with. So most definitely. Wow. Yep, I definitely agree with you, Monty, because uh, similar to my background, I've also worked in the criminal justice system as in probations and corrections with working with youth at a juvenile detention center. So it's the same thing for me. You can definitely have somebody that you're with that's white that can be down for the cause. Now, it's our job as blacks to continue to educate and enlighten because you can have somebody blindly following a call just just because, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that piggyback off of stuff. And me and Brian, we had this conversation, uh, I think, two episodes ago. But whether, if you're if you're a significant other, whether dating or married is uh, a white and they want to be for the cause, if they're for the cause and you educate them and it ain't just like it's like it's like when a white person be like, oh, I got a black husband. I can say the N word. No, you can't. Hold on. Let's <laughs> slow your roll. Don't 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 think because you got a black man that they give you free way to the black car. No, it don't. You know, but like I said, if you're a black man and you date a white woman, you know, and she wants to support the movement, I think it's a must because, like I told Brian before, in order for this thing to work, it takes all of us. It takes black, white, blue, pink, green. It takes every nationality. It takes every ethnicity. And only how we're going to do that is by continuing to educate what the purpose is for, which is police brutality, social injustice, and a plethora of other things. And only how we're going to do that is we're continuing to educate. So if your significant other is, you know, white, educate them. They can be for it, but educate them. Don't let them walk in the fire without knowing what's going on, because then you're going to be made a fool of. Do you think that there's anything um, that the LGBT community has, uh, I guess, and say in terms of, of community power and things like that, by having that, that A on the end, you know, with the LGBTQA, with the allies, the people who are, are like self-identified, not members of the group, but affiliates, people who are, may partake in parts of the culture to, to the extent that they can. And I know it's different uh, in terms of race, right? Because your membership is kind of hereditary. You can't, you can't fake that, right? Or you, you can, but you shouldn't. <laughs> but, but, but you can, you can affiliate, right? And I think marriage might be one of the closest forms of affiliation. But you still, like you, got, like you had said, right? There are still elements of it that cannot be experienced and can't really be understood. I 100% agree. You know, uh, a, a, a white woman would never feel what it's like for a black man to get pulled over by the cop and feel what my body goes through and my mindset, the scenarios that's running through my brain because it's it's not her, you know. And that's mm-hmm. the one thing about the whole allies thing is I think when you're an ally, that's just simply saying you have some kind of sympathetic indoor empathy for the cause of which you're supporting, and that's why I say it all starts with being able to you know educate what the movement, not even just this particular movement, you know, I mean, there's civil rights and fight for justice has been, equality has been the beginning of time since we got here, you know? So I Mm -hmm. think, like I said Mm -hmm. before, if you're educating a person and you're, like I said, you could easily, like you said, hey, I'm gonna, you know, be a part of this group. Why are you for that group? And some people like, well, because it sounds cool. (laughs) You know, that's, that's not 
is what we're looking for. But if you're with somebody and say, hey, I'm for the cause because this is really ridiculous, whether it's 2% of the people, 4% of the people, the killings need to stop, and yet there's no justice being sought out, and they throwing out the real true facts of what's been going on, that's somebody that you can appreciate even more. You know, because like mm-hmm. I said, people follow blindly. People are sheep. You know, there's people, like, when I was at high school, people would get out of school if it was for, if I can get this, I can miss the day because of, this black man got killed. Cool. <laughs> what? No, no, it's deeper than that. It's not just a day off of school. This is somebody's life. This is my life we're talking about. You know what I mean? So it, it definitely starts with being able to educate. And a lot of what we talk about, even about relationships and interracial, it's about what we've been taught. It's what's been said to mm-hmm. us time and time again. It's what's ingrained in us, you know? So a lot of it is going to start with us looking within ourselves and making that decision. Or are we going to take the time out to change what those stereotypes are and that's not even dealing with the relationship it's about what black men are in general are we going to change that and i think the answer is i don't think people care enough i was asking um, that, i was asking that question because there's there's um there's a pocket of black folks uh, that may even claim themselves being African, uh that believe that it's not possible there's, there's a conflict of interest when you are as a black man or a black woman and you have brought in the European into the mix because there is a part of you that, that, that you're not going to be, uh, you're not going to be as full force towards the movement um, because you have to have, be some somewhat sympathetic to your, your spouse or to your girlfriend, to your boyfriend. And you can't fully be about, you know, the business of the movement. I personally, I, I do agree. I, I, do, I, mean, I, I don't agree with that, but I do agree that you can be a part of that movement and be, uh, be uh, effective, even though you are with a white person. I, I think that's possible. Um, I mean, uh, point point taken. Uh, Frederick Douglass, who is like, you know, a forefather. He his second wife was was white. Uh, many people don't even know that. But it's, but you know, now granted, his first wife died. You know, he was a, he was older. You know, he was a, he was at an older age when he remarried. But nonetheless, you know, this man who was born as a slave went through all the things he went through, um, ended up marrying a white woman um, to his death. So I do think it's possible, but I was just curious about what, what you guys thought. Yeah. Now, question. It is strictly the European white woman, because what if you, like, I've, I've even, like, studied and seen through history where real light-skinned, real light-skinned, Black women were even still shunned because they looked white, mm-hmm. because they could strap up a fence. So, you know, even though she's still black, she associates as black, but I've even seen where dark skinned black women look at her as she ain't no real sister. She got hazel eyes. She got straight hair. She ain't real. You know, what if? I mean, what about that? I mean, that's that's colorism. That's that's a that's a byproduct of just self hatred, like what I talked about earlier today. Self hatred. <laughs> we, we look at black, dark skin as being not beautiful. The the idea of beauty has been presented to us by a culture that's not not ours. So you know, so the broad nose, the the, the large lips, uh, you know, the the big butt, the the big, the wide hips, like. Things that generally heredit, you know, hereditarily have given to black people 
um, we've been told that there's something wrong with that. Mm. Um, you know, even like, you know, I mean, I, I went through a spat of my time in my life where I had self-hatred on myself because I didn't like, I didn't like the texture of my hair. Like, I remember, you know, I'm an 80s kid. So, like, I wanted to be like Superman, right? Superman was one of my heroes. You know, how Superman had a little curl right there in the front of his head. Yeah. You know, that little curl. <laughs> I wanted that. I, I tried so hard to get that to get that thing to stay. You know what I'm saying? And it wouldn't happen. I mean, I'm I'm smacking on like you know, with some wave grease and everything, trying to get that thing to to stick, and it wouldn't stick. You know, I got these tight curls, and that thing popped right back up to the top of my head. And it's like you know, and I'll see like you know, the little you know, little white kids when I go to the pool, they get wet, and they care. Just lays down on their face. I'm like, you know, because in my mind, I'm like, I can't, I want that. Then I see Michael Jackson, you know what I'm saying, going out oh, there. Man. You know what I'm saying? So like oh, I had this struggle. I had this inner struggle. So I think like it goes, it goes beyond, you know, it goes with that, you know, to where we look at, you know, a, a black woman who's light skinned and got green eyes and oh, she thinks she cute, you know what I'm saying? Or she <laughs> thinks she does you know what I'm saying? And that's says self-hatred. You know, which is un- which is unfortunate because we do that to ourselves. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. I think that's another subject itself because cl- colorism is huge, and I know there's like they always say there was always a friction between what the light skinned brother and the dark skinned brother. I don't have no hate for you, man. But you know, there's times I'd be like, man, this light skinned he that he's better than me. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that. That you know what I'm saying? That's what I want to say, but. That's how uh, that's how it's programmed, you know, because of what I seen on TV and what I've read and all that stuff. But, uh, <laughs> but go ahead. Hey, Frank, it was it was just that meme from uh uh what was it, a week or two ago with Will Smith and Jada where they said if she would have got her a dark skin brother, she wouldn't have had those problems. <laughs> yeah, or, 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 or or rest in peace to the black mama, but he told uh who was it? Uh uh Alonzo uh, Ball and them they need to start going a whole like a brother, they stop going through the hole like they light skin. Like it just, we yeah. do it all the time without us knowing. Like stop yeah. acting like a light skin. Stop acting like Drake. Yeah. Like yes, yes, yes. It, it, yes. It's a softer tone. That's I think yeah, that's what exactly. we're saying. Like yes. you're black, but you're you're softer. You're not rough. You're not nitty gritty blue collar. Mm-hmm. You're you're your light skin, bro. Like you soft, no, you sensitive. I'm- I'm going to have to apologize for, for colorism being a thing because that goes back to colonialism, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the, the easy, easy ones to mark out are the Tutsis and the Hutus, right? Mm-hmm. Tutsis are somewhat more light skinned. And so, and they were less populous, right? And so uh, when colonialism was brought in, they kind of said, Hey, you're automatically better, right? than these other people who are effectively you, Right. And so there was an artificial division between one people into two peoples. Right. And the same thing happened in India. Right. Which has a a wide variety of coloration from north to south with lighter skin up at the north, darker skin at the south. And so you had you had the the ruling government cast, you know, up in up in the north um, and people who look more British or could pass as as being uh, as being that brought in is the, this faux aristocracy, right? And so this was a way in which people controlled other peoples by sowing division where there shouldn't be any. And it's, it's, it lingers, right? And so when people talk about, talk about the effects of that, we know that trauma, and I think we talked about this last time, lasts a minimum of two generations. And so if you're talking about something as integral as an immutable characteristic of pigment, 
right? How the hell long is it supposed to last? I mean, I can't even imagine what it would take to get rid of. There you go, Stolen. Hey, that, hey, look, the doctor spoke. I didn't even think about colonialism. I, I just immediately went to straight, you know, full-blown slavery and, you know, the house Negro mm-hmm. versus the, you know, the, the, the field Negro. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times, you know, the house Negro was, you know, a byproduct of rape, you know? And mm-hmm. so, you know, and a lot of times, you know, they lived better because they were a descendant of the slave owner mm-hmm. or, you know, and so it was like, you know, there was a lot of that hatred and that kind of just, I, I've had family members that were very fair skinned, you know, and, you know, and they, they could pass, they could, you know, they, they couldn't pass for white, they could probably pass for, you know, Hispanic or whatever. And in a lot of cases, even if you were Hispanic, you get treated better than if you were a dark skin, mm. a dark skinned mm-hmm. black, black man, you know, so like, um, yeah, yeah, Frank, that probably be a That's completely a whole, different yeah. level of, uh, show that that might be something you might put put Pete on that one, you know what I'm saying? And, or you know, Jeremiah, yeah, I see him in here, yeah, but, uh, yeah. So yeah, that's that's an interesting topic, though. That's what I was just thinking about the his son saying what his brother have to drink out of a different fountain. Right, right. We're definitely gonna have to hit on that topic. Yeah, um, man, we're already an hour into the show. You know, it's been good, and like I said, I messed up. So if you hear this, man, I'm gonna have to go back and chop a lot of things up. Richard, Mister Montgomery. Monty, man, I really appreciate you guys tuning in, man. I know it's getting late, y'all time. But um, y'all think y'all be down doing this again? Yes. I'm I'm always look, you know I'm open on everything. Man, from, yeah, you I'm, are. <laughs> I mean, I'm very open. I mean, I've I've, I've been around this place all the world. So yes. yeah, any my- topic you know, I can I can enlighten on and what I don't, I I I shut up. Yeah, we're gonna but, get we're gonna get you on, man. I mean, I want you to be a fixture. I want you to be on the regular. I want you on, you know, whenever you can, you know, give me your time and stuff. And let's go ahead and do it, man. Let's lock you in, Monty. Let's lock let's you in, man. I haven't seen you forever, man. You got the Michael Jordan beady eyes going on right now, so. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, That's been long days, man. That's been long days, all good. Yeah, man. But y'all too, man. I appreciate it, y'all, man. Um, seriously, man. Y'all want to say anything in closing before we go ahead and sign off, sign you guys off, bro? Mr. Speller, go ahead, sir. Hey, um, hey, nice meeting all y'all. Appreciate you guys taking time. Uh, it's a good topic. Something that, you know, is near and dear to my heart, obviously, being in an interracial relationship. Having two boys out of it. Uh, I'm all about positive vibes. It's yes. good to meet y'all. Frank, it's good to see my man. It's man. been been too long, man. Yes, it's been sir. too long, but yes, uh, I'm glad you had me on. Yeah, hey, man, this ain't gonna be. Hey, this ain't gonna be the whole time. So we'll definitely be touching base. I know your schedule's rough, but let's link up again, brother. All right, man. You take uh, it easy. All right, bro. You take it easy, man. I like to say, uh, first of all, thank you for having me on. It was great to actually be part of this. Uh, I do have a podcast called The World According to uh, World. Uh, I mean, uh, Monty's World Order MWO. So if you get a chance, uh, look me up somewhere. I don't, I can't tell you the link. We'll do but uh, I look forward to deeper, more topics and whatnot. I'm wide open. I have an open mind, and um, so hey, I'm always game. But Man, yes, yes, yes. Me up, me up on Facebook Messenger, or whatever the case may be. And, and by the way, yeah, throw your website out there again. I mean, throw your podcast out there again. It's my, it's uh, Monty's World Order. M W O. 
And ladies, I'm single. Ah, look at he said, ladies, he's single. <laughs> That's it, ladies. Y'all hear him. If you live all the way from Bangor, Maine to I'm San gonna... Diego. To... Hey, hey, single, no kids. Uh, he good. Hey, you, hey. He ain't lying. He don't discriminate. Don't matter. Yeah, he said everything underneath the rainbow as long as it's a woman. <laughs> Even <laughs> midgets. Y'all got some midgets. I'm... I'm trying to get two two midgets together. I don't know if that's a menage a trois or that's just one woman. I'm not that's sure. That's one woman. Oh my like my hey, I wish, hey, hey, I wish I had a midget. I ain't never had an opportunity. But I would. Oh. Hey, hey, hey. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That little people. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be politically correct. Little, little, little person. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to get my knees hurt. <laughs> there you go. Oh man! Hey, Miss hey, Mister Montgomery, we'll be definitely in touch with you again, man. We love you, brother, man. Keep your head up, hey. And once again, thank you for your service. I mean that from the bottom of my heart, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right, later on, Monty. Hello. Yeah, hey, yeah, Stallings, you there? Yeah, I'm here, man. What's up? Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, did that answer everything? Everything you was wanting to talk about? I me, mean, hell, man, there's so much we can dig at on that, man. I mean, I mean, I think, I think, I mean, I think we got, I think we scratched the surface. I think we got, uh, got some good, uh, good points across. I think it'd be good to, um, you know, get Facebook, you know, involved with it because I'm quite sure there's, there's been some things that might have ruffled some feathers. So, I mean, I would like, I would like to give some black women perspectives. Yes. I feel like I might've been speaking for, and I may have been off base on a lot of things. So, I mean, I would like to hear some black women, you know, chime in on what they thoughts are on the situation. Yes. I was thinking the same thing, having some black women on here, some white women, and just, you know, kind of having a open panel on the do's, the don'ts, the, what the mindset is going through that checklist and we're we actually go figure out it's a lot of what we talked about okay well here i want to ask you real quick and this is sunday with stallings on being frank now and i see we got mr mike lawson jr in the house right now he got me on mute and jeremiah gordon but i was wanting uh to segue over from greg when to ask jeremiah a question from his last episode greg <laughs> Remember oh, you- <laughs> Jeremiah's the one that told basically something this. He had a uh, oh, he was the one that had the. It was him and Pete, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I listened to that podcast and I was just, I don't know. It just sounded like he had a real thing against. Hold on one second, my kids. I just got them and they're like, "Daddy, show us attention." Get get control, man. Oh, ain't no question. <laughs> ain't no question. Ain't no question. They see Daddy they're like we gotta play for a second. <laughs> No, but um, <laughs> listening to the podcast with Jeremiah and Pete, I was kind of taken back from it because I, he got to a part in the segment where I I forgot the question you asked, Frank. And Jeremiah, if you're, much, Jeremiah, if you're listening, please unmute and answer this question. So pretty much, Frank asked the question, oh my God, what was your question, Frank? Because it hit a nerve for him. It was like, do you see color? <laughs> and he was, or do you see race in terms of, do biracial kids want to know black? Do they want to know white history? Do they need to know... You know, what would you what would we do in school for you to feel more whole or for more of your identity? And pretty much Jeremiah took off like, what? I don't see color. Color is not something I, I, I like. That's, that's ridiculous. History is history. We should stop trying to make it a black and white thing. That is nonsense. And I was just like, that's a lie. It is black and white, because if it wasn't a black and white thing, we wouldn't be having this discussion. 
<laughs> so Ooh. it kind of it kind of took me aback because he was adamant though, but I could hear it in his voice. So my thing is that also threw me off was he made us also made a statement where he said I didn't know who I was and my identity until I think he said nineteen, and yeah. I was like I was like nineteen. I said hold on, I ain't the brightest of everyone, but you didn't know who or what you were until nineteen. So my question is, he explained being a part of black culture and being with the blacks and being everything for blacks. So is that really an identity crisis or did that identity have a crisis because he also said his mother ended up marrying a white man. And that's what kind of made him, I, I took it as that's he, his identity was, was flawed because he then started disliking white men, even though that was a part of him because you know, that's, that's what kind of threw me off. Cause I was like, okay, if he mean identity crisis, because then he didn't turn dislike white men because he said when my mother married a white dude, I was kind of scared or or kind of like what the hell because damn I got a white dude as a dad, but all along his biological father, if I'm not mistaken, was a white man, correct? So did he internalize that into disliking of white men? Okay, okay, there, there I, he I, is. Uh oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> So, so, so listen, all right. So first off, you said you were talking about how, um, hold on, hold on. You said, you said a lot of things. Wait a minute. First you said like, oh, how, how it hit a nerve with me when he was looking for, uh, uh, what about the biracial people look for biracial role models? And you mm-hmm. said like, you know, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now if it wasn't for, you know, it is black and white. So like, yeah. Where I came from in that place, having that conversation was, look, it's messy because of this. You know what I'm saying? It's messy because, like, we have these divisions and and we have these things like that. However, I understand black history, man. Like, I understand what I went through as my experience as as, as what is perceived as a black male. You know, I I didn't know anything else aside from that. But, like... I just still don't think it's wrong. Like, I don't think we should we should racialize people, man. That's what was done to us. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play this colorism game and, and racialize people and, and take this away. When look, 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 you like if you like a uh, 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 I don't know, say a prestigious white person. If you like, I mean, right now we'll just excuse me. It's gonna be kind of crazy. We'll say we'll say if you like Donald Trump, fuck you like Donald Trump, man. You won't be like this dude. If you like, you know what I'm saying. Uh, 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 you know, whoever, I can't think of people, I'm not thinking of people's names are coming in my head right now, but like, I don't think it should be dignified as a color, but you have to know the the historical context of of what these people went through. And when you say like, you know, this person is a black man, you can resonate with that experience a little bit more. So like color does matter. My whole thing is I'm saying, I wish it didn't. That's my whole point. And and I I think, I think we thrive on that. And then as far as like my whole situation, me, I didn't have no weight hate for a white dude it was i didn't know my dad was white so all these kids my whole life been telling me i'm mixed i'm like i'm not mixed man like you know i'm not like this is my dad this is my mom and then when i when he came into my life you know i'm in middle school we doing sports and he's picking me up doing this i was embarrassed of this man because i was like i'm not this i fought my whole life to say i'm not this and now this man is showing up so it looks like i'm this so it was never a hate about the individual it was like that's how I was. I was socialized, man. Like you know, it was it was a it was an issue because I, I was telling everybody I'm not mixed because I in my mind that was my truth. I wasn't, but in reality I really was. 
but I didn't find that out till I was 19 years old. So when I had a white guy coming around, when all my friends was trying to tell me I was mixed, that was an issue. You know what I'm saying? For me, I'm not saying it's an issue for, for, for me at that time. Emotionally, that was just an issue for me because I got, I would, I would always try to tell people I'm this and like maybe even try harder. Cause I, I didn't even realize I was light skinned. Like I didn't, I knew I was light, but I didn't realize like how light I was after I found out I looked at pictures. <laughs> so it was never a hate about a, a, a white guy is my point. And as far as uh, the, the other point you made about like, you know, you, you couldn't tell where I was going as, uh, uh, on the show, we was we was all over the place. To be real with you, so we didn't we, we, we didn't stick to the point. No, I know, but think about this though. I know. Okay, I guess hate is a much stronger word. I guess when you internalize some of the oppression that you feel based off of the people you aligned your values and beliefs with, it may not come off as a hate, but it comes off of the strong dislike simply because, like for instance, it's like the analogy: if you keep getting burned by the same thing over and over, eventually you're going to shy away from it. So in your head, you rationalize. I'm not mixed. I'm not biracial. I'm not this. I'm black. What you talking about? So in in a very indirect way, you could have formed a a very biased indoor dislike for white men because obviously, if your mother's black, you know, and you said at the time you didn't know that your father was white, the next only logical thing for you to be biracial because we don't think of biracial when you talk about Hispanic or and black. We we kind of just yeah. black and white. So yeah. when you were growing up and you rationalized that, the first thing is, my daddy ain't white. I ain't white. Y'all, y'all tripping. Y'all out your damn mind. So my thing is, you may not have known it, but like you said, once that white man came around, you were embarrassed because, damn, I got a white dude as a stepdad. This is some bullshit. Even though you said he was a good man, he, he worked hard, took care of your mother, he, he did what he was supposed to. So but, but, I, but I was embarrassed, though. Look, look, look when you're young everything's about establishing your identity and who you are to your people around you. So mm. for me, I finally got, I, this is my group. This is what I am. I'm comfortable with this. This is what it is. I don't want to explain my background to anybody. And right. that did mean something to me. And and I guess the whole point where I really wanted to go on the show was like, listen, race fucking matters to people as far as not any, like I was that mattered that much to me to the point where I had kids that came out white and I was looking at them. Like I always had to say something like, you know what I mean? I always had to say like, well, you know, he didn't get this much. I always had to put this out there. Like it was so ingrained in me past that point. I'm I'm 31 years old or 30. I don't know my twins. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember. Fired <laughs> kids. I got six of them. <laughs> so, so look, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying though, like, like, you know, at that age, it was still on my mind. I already knew the truth. So my whole big point is like, like when you come to this the whole thing about race, like, why does that do so much to your identity? Even when I brought up when Frank was talking about his daughter, he said when his daughter comes down, you know, I love her when she's loud, she does this, when she goes back, I'm like, no, wait, wait, you got to have me. Yes, like, yes, that's me. I want yes, you to have that part. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I want my kids to have that part. Yes. But I'm, so, I'm saying it's so crazy that we're like that, man. Like, because shit, we talk about how we don't want to be separate. We separate the shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we cool, but like, no, I'm separating this shit. Like, I want us to be equal. I want us to be this. But hold on. This is ours. Wait a minute. This is ours, though. That ain't yours. This is ours. So, like, we do the same shit on a different scale. I'm just saying that that's that's what gets to me. Like, for me, I look at, like, we can have these conversations and we can point out these realities. But, like, how do you get to a to a to a common ground to where you can you can we can really do some shit about it and make some changes about it? Because the shit we doing ain't going to change nothing. We're going to do the same thing and reinforce it on different perspectives. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 that's why I said, am I being too optimistic? Am I being too hopeful to stay like we can get to this point? But shit, maybe I am. 
Maybe, maybe, shit, maybe, we, maybe we like these differences. Hey, hey, this they great. This sound real familiar, man. This sounding real familiar. This whole, this the, the whole concept of like race and being like, I agree with everything Jeremiah said. I get what he's saying. I know you do. We know that. Here they go. Here they go. Them two, Mike. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I thought he just validated what I what I have been saying to you the last couple of weeks. Yeah, but, but this is what I'm saying. So, 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 I, so I don't think I, I, he's just saying hope. He's hopeful in the, in the idea that we we stop with this idea of race because, like he's saying, like you know, we do it ourselves. We are not like white people have not monopolized racism. You know, say so we do it ourselves. We you know you put us in control. Guess what? We're going to use it to our advantage. So you know, it, it's it's. Yeah, I'm just saying it was refreshing for it to be coming out of somebody else's mouth and be telling, telling you the same thing. I feel like the last couple of weeks you ain't been trying to hear me. Yeah, it ain't that I've been, I ain't been trying to hear. I hear Robert, you Robert. Hey, hey, Greg, I listen, hey, Frank, hold on. I think on, Robert, on. Robert might agree with you, though. I think Robert might be on your side, too. So go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Greg. I just, you can't, obviously, like Jeremiah said last week, race is a social construct, it's something that was made to distance us from these group of people, the, the people in groupings, you know, and just like I think the doctor I said when he brought up the Hutus and the Tutsis, you know, it's something that the ones that were a little bit lighter was the ones that was oppressing the ones that was a little bit darker, and that's when the genocide occurred. Mm. But what people don't realize is we can be all kumbaya, my lord, and all circle of life, hold hands, but the reality is their social construct is there. It ain't going nowhere. <laughs> so you can be optimistic that we're not we don't want to see color and separate separation and all this that and the third but the reality of it is since we have it man we want some shit that's our own <laughs> you know what i'm saying bump dead like i said for instance unless your kids are biracial and they look more like i told you the story about my uh my, my girlfriend's nephew mm -hmm. he looks white and the first time he came to terms with his blackness it threw me off because he was like Man, them niggas dusted us. I was like, what? <laughs> I, I looked at him like, did he just say that? Because he looked white. I was like, what the? I said, that's okay because I know, but the world may not know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's what, and it's like Jeremiah said, he got two twins that are that look more white than anything. Mm -hmm. And the reality of it is, he knows they're biracial. He shouldn't have to explain himself. Right. But if they go out there with, with they black friends, if they got a lot of black, black friends, and they were to say that their black friends would be like, hold on. Or they may just be like, I know his dad black, so he he's one of us. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, it's right. just that idea that you can only do so much, but at the end of the day, the world's gonna see you with how you look and not what you are. Mm -hmm. Man, but so much there right there, like you said so much right there without even saying nothing. You just said because his dad black. <laughs> We're this whole conversation, you know I'm biracial, man. Like, yeah, I know that, but the world don't know. Listen, no kids, I know that. That's personal information that I know. If I didn't know you and I saw your kids, they look white. I'm like, this is a white boy. I ain't going to call them black, but I know that you're black. So I'm going to be like, oh, them some brothers. I know. They look white, but they cool. You just reinforced that, though, like, like just like I said, we talked so last time, like, you know, Barack Obama's our first black president, man, like. Like this Negro ain't even black. Like, you know what I'm saying? He That's a lie. Like, Who said he ain't black? Who said he ain't black? Y'all wanna be technical? What the fuck? What? 
listen, when people say that, I laugh. You know who created the one drop rule? The one drop. Listen to that. The one drop. What does that one drop mean? If, some, if, y'all, if I'm bullshit, tell them what the one drop rule is. I don't know. What's the one drop rule? If you got one drop of black, you black. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's now we, I'm saying, so if we want to sit here and talk about biracial and all this other stuff, Technically, in the world, in, in, in the white side, you ain't biracial, you black. Yeah. I like, no, I like that though. But this, this now on, now on, on, on this podcast, we guys talk about this stuff. Like, like, just know, bi- biracial is not a thing. Then, like, you know mm. what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 it well, can't mm. be. Like, you go, you, you go, you go, you go in two different places. Like, you just saying like, the, okay, so I'm black. He's this, and and you and you gave a justification. Everything you said makes sense. But my point is, there's no such thing as biracial then. There's mm. no such thing as biracial then. Yeah, if you're part of this, you're black, period. And, mm. and, and let's put that out there then. And mm. I agree with that, actually, as far as society goes. I agree with you 110%. But I'm saying let's put it out there then. Because biracial is not a thing anymore. Then. Only thing it is is a thing when you you're go right. home with your family. You And that's my – I agree with you. That's what I'm saying. To society, like, for instance, when I'm going around, I don't say my friend – unless my friend is outside of black and white – I don't call him by like for instance, my son is Lebanese. His his mother and father's from Beirut, Lebanon. Like I, I got a biracial son. He's Middle Eastern and he's black. Mm-hmm. But if I had a, if I, if my woman was pure white, like a European white, I won't I'm like, oh yeah, he light skin. Mm-hmm. Like I don't use the term biracial. You know what I mean? Like like for instance, I like we all didn't do it. He acting like a light skin. We just said that he acting like a light skin. Light skin can be biracial, but we don't call it that. Who I have to say this. Ratio? I have to say this though. It's so funny because I have noticed this throughout my life. White people always point out the biracial aspect when it comes. Always. To- <laughs> yes. Yes. yes <laughs> Black yes. folk don't do that. Like nope. you just, they just want us. Like you yep. just, you this. Like, it, it's that's like, interesting. You just light skin fool. Shut like you light skin. Yeah, shut up. Light skin. Like you know, but my thing is, and this is, and I like to say, I agree to some extent with the way you and Stalin, which I believe, is just. If it's already in place, we can't take something that grand out of place. There's no way in hell you're gonna rewrite hundreds and thousands of years of what's been put. Oh, like, ain't, ain't nothing ever gonna be rewrote. I, I never meant to even imply. Ain't nothing gonna be rewrote. That's why you, you said you you're just optimistic <laughs> that there couldn't be a change. Yeah, you know? ain't nothing like look. History is what it like. Listen, if you were black people t- toward these times and you grew up like. What I've seen and, and what I know and how we're it's different. When I, when, don't get me wrong. I went through a law part where I did like you know I was for nothing white. Like you know what I mean it was it was it was like white people literally didn't understand at all. Like you just don't get it. Like you're you're completely ignorant to this stuff because you never had these experiences. So you will never understand these things. Like I had the same conversation with a lot of people. Some of my white friends. Probably wouldn't even be like, oh, Jeremiah's talking like that. But like, yeah, I am talking like that. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it is like that. Like, you know what I mean? I know how to I know how to coast, which I know how to play my games. I know what to say around certain people, and I pick my fights pretty wisely when it comes to that. But let's keep it real, man. Like, we wouldn't even be having this conversation for what for what what uh, uh what they have done to 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 our race. Mm-hmm. When I t- even brought up the Willie Lynch letter, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. This podcast wouldn't even exist. Cause we when we have this stuff to talk about, right but what back. gets me is like y'all know there's no difference, but there is. Robert, Doctor Doctor Prisco, 
Well, I think I think that that uh, everything that the the gentlemen have said is absolutely correct, right? And the the really sinister aspect of this is it, it boils down to coloration, right? It, it goes down to skin tone and pigments, because it's not a black or white dichotomy, right? It's 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 a sliding scale uh, in analog, right? And so you've got this uh, non-existent, you know, infinite white. On one end, that is, you know, kind of like a uh, uh, <clears throat> what would you call it, like an ideal, even though it's not. On one end, and on the other end, you have like an ultimate black. That would be an ideal on the other, right? And so now you find yourself, as opposed to just being, you know, a light switch on or off, one direction or the other, you are part of the pecking order, right? Where you have to kind of insert yourself. You know, how white are you really? right? How black are you really, right? And who's going to be the one who judges you either way? Because, you know, the, the, there was the comment that there's no such thing as multiracial, but is it possible for a person who is uh, biracial to be accepted neither by white society nor black society? Because that person sure as shit probably doesn't feel, you know, uh, something uh, other than unique. And so uh, for me, it's, it's, it, it makes me look at uh, this idea of the social construct that we won't be able to get rid of. And I, I don't know that we can until we have something like aliens come down and tell us that we're all pieces of shit. Right. <laughs> and then maybe we'll decide to get together. Oh, wow. <laughs> Brian. Hey, Frank, over there eating, man. Another butter, butter. <laughs> butter cookies, man. <laughs> I know, Dan. I'm hungry. Go ahead. No, but no. I mean, I mean, what you know, what, what Greg's saying as far as or well, Jeremiah was saying as well. Like, you know, when you ultimately think about it, yeah, there there shouldn't be a biracial because honestly, like, majority of us, of us Black Americans, I mean, we got multi, you know, we got European in us majority of us do. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's actually funny because somebody made a really good point. I can't remember who told me this, but if I ever got on, if I ever got on, you know, you know, filling out an application of some sort to ask for my race, or my, you know, my race identity, could I, could I easily mark out white? Yeah, I guess I could. I mean, I, I, I mean, based off of what, you know, uh, um, 23andMe or Ancestry.com DNA kids tell me, I mean, apparently I got about 20-some percent European. Mm-hmm. So it's like, could I consider myself biracial? So yeah, that idea when you sit and think about it is actually very interesting because now you're saying, you know, okay, if your primary parents are two different racial, you know, ethnicity groups, then you're biracial? Or could you say, well, my grandparents, like, I don't know, so it's like what, like what really defines that? But that's a very interesting uh, point by both of y'all but i think what what i was just trying like you know uh greg you know yes we can't change anything um my point was just trying to was the point i was trying to make that i felt you know um jeremiah was saying was that regardless the, the problems is not all about white people white people did not just completely bring all the issues that we have in the black world and we can't just keep blaming. It's just kind of like how we were talking about when it came to black women, because like you were quick to put all the blame on black women about why, you know, black men don't want to be with them, you know? And it's like, nah, it's not, that's not the case. There, there's some, there's some, 
perpetuating elements that have gone you know through generations that, that I feel it brought them there. And the same thing when it comes to to the black, you know, just overall black people. Like, you know, there's things that have brought us here and like, you know, we can't ignore the other elements that's out there. You know, man, how it's I like feel, you know how I feel, man. White... What'd you say, Jeremiah? Classification is like the gift and the curse, man. It's basically what I get from what Stalin's just said. Like, like you're talking like my mother, for instance, she's a black woman. She ended up marrying a white guy. Like, I remember getting on my mom when I was little because she talked proper all the time. You know, I mean, why you gotta talk white? That's exactly what I said at the time. Like, why why you gotta be why you gotta do like this at the time? Like, you know what I mean? And we 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 judge, we classify people and we judge people based on how they look. But like, we're not, we got to keep in mind that people are people, like everybody's different, but then we classify them into this group and then like, but they're still just people. Like, so, so you never know, you know, how they really are, but you, but you automatically give them this characteristics. Like I'm sure I'm ugly. I'm sure plenty y'all been on the basketball court before. I'm a big Frank try to play basketball back in the day. He was big. <laughs> no, no, but I'm just saying, keep it real. Like everybody, like you probably be the first one picked at the playground. You know what I mean? If it wasn't a lot of, I'm just saying, right, like, yeah, yeah. Right. Color, yeah. period. Like nope. just because of your color, you go play with a whole bunch of white boys. They're picking you first. They don't even know you never saw you play. They're going to pick you first. You know what I'm saying? So like they get, and you may suck at basketball, right. but you get these characteristics tied to you because you look this way. And then they find out, oh, well, maybe he's not that good. Yeah. So we, we know the story about this. I, I'm, I'm not saying Frank ain't good at basketball, oh, but I'm just say. saying yeah, like. I heard you saying, yeah, I heard you saying. <laughs> but that's it, that's it, that's all I got to say. No, you, good point, go ahead. See, see, and that's my thing. I, like, like, I don't know if Brian and uh, Jeremiah agree on this point, but yeah, but my thing is, like I said plenty of times before, you know, Brian keeps saying all of our problems didn't come from, you know, white people and this, that, and the third. But I keep, I always tell them, give me an example where they weren't the ones that started the fire. <laughs> we just kept it burning. <laughs> just saying. If they didn't start the fire, it wouldn't have been no fire in the first place. Black family would have still been building, building, building. But like I keep saying, who broke down black families who broke down black culture who broke down and destroyed anything of what it was to be black in america where did it start at and when you go to that starting point you'll realize damn it, okay we just kept the fire going so that's what my argument goes to my argument not saying we should solely hold that as a forefront of our issues but i i'm just saying look what it originated kind of hard to re- unwrite some of the stuff that's occurred when there's nothing changing. You know explain, what I mean? Explain, explain to me, explain to me. This, this is because this is what I find amazing. We are people who are, who are enslaved, right? We've been we was yep. enslaved for hundreds of years. After that, we were we were we were freed with no education, with no other skills other than working farm, right? Then on top of that. The largest, the largest growth ever for black people when it came to to literacy was the time period right after slavery. We wanted to learn. We wanted to get an education. Why? Because we, it was something that was not given to us. Okay, we 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 looked out for each other during this time, right? 
So at that point right there, we 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 have shown that we have the ability to fight through adversity and be able to work and get and get things and use the resources that we have to grow. My question is, is that regardless of who started it, why are we not stopping it? We sh- we have shown over to over time and time again that we are we have the ability to make changes. Why can't we stop it? You know what I'm saying? Why is it like I gave you the example last week? You know when we talk about and, and Frank, I don't want to you know because this is not the topic we want to talk about you know for this week. But again, why is it that when we look at a community like say a Gary, Indiana, or East St. Louis, uh, Illinois, or uh, or Atlanta, uh, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, where you have prominent black leaders in that area and you still have crime issues you still have poverty issues you still have these other issues that's going on around the rest of the country but yet we still want to keep blaming it on white leadership or white people we want to blame it on slavery we, we want to blame it on everything else other than the fact of like you know what it might it might not be a racial issue it might be an issue with just us as people in general and so that's what I'm trying to say because it's really easy. It, it, I'll give I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. So with me being a spe- with me being a special education teacher, one of the things that I do not allow any of my students to do, especially if they have a reading disability, I do not allow them to tell themselves that since I have a reading disability, I don't have the ability to do X, Y, and Z. Why? Because they have now created an excuse of why they can't do or achieve anything. Because a lot of times, a lot of my kids are misdiagnosed. They're misdiagnosed that they have a reading disability. And the fact of the matter is, is that other circumstances from their past has made reading a difficult task for them. So therefore, they, they presume themselves or they give off the impression that they are a child with a disability. So I don't ever tell a kid that, you know what? Yeah, you do have a disability. So you know what? I'm gonna make a life a whole lot diff- more difficult for you. No, I may make some. I may make some uh, some accommodations. You know what I'm saying? To to be to help you with the task. But what I'm not gonna do is I'm not gonna make it easier for you because then you won't mm-hmm. you won't take the satisfaction of seeing the growth when you do make growth when you do make the, uh, when you do actually make the growth. Mm-hmm. So that's all I'm saying when it comes to us is that we gotta stop blaming people. We gotta stop making excuses of why we can't advance because we can. We've advanced oh. we've advanced in the uh in the uh twentieth uh, the last part of the nineteenth uh, century. But listen to what you just said. You just I'm gonna take I'm gonna depict this with your own example. You just said <laughs> a person that you work with that has a disability, the first thing you tell them is don't let the disability pretty much take away from your ability to actually do what you can do, correct? Right. So if they can you don't say let don't let the disability control you, you control the disability pretty much, correct? <clears throat> so no, my that, question is I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. No, I wouldn't say that. Okay. okay. You, you don't. You could. I don't understand like what you control the disability means. Okay. But, what I mean by I mean, that I is, don't let the that. don't let the disability stop you from being able to do something that you can do. Right. So what I'm saying is the reason why you say that is to reinforce that they can't do it. Correct. Right. So my question is, let's look at Black America. When I go to school, how many Black teachers do I see that 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 that's from where I'm from? Maybe one out of thirty. Okay. Are they reinforcing like you are reinforcing? No. What are they what are what are they perpetuating me to be? A piece of shit. They okay with me Ooh. not listen, listen I'm just no, no, listen, listen. You you just gave us example of how you teach by reinforcing positivity, by reinforcing that even though you do have 
whatever it is, don't let that be the reason why you don't succeed at this because you have faith in them, you believe in them, you're giving them re-encouragement, correct? Right. So what I'm saying is a lot of these brown and black kids are going to school and they don't have that. If they say they can't read, the teacher ain't sitting there, I'll help you. I'll give you all my time and effort. And as a prime example, let's take the movie Freedom Writers. Yes, Freedom Writers. They Hollywooded a little bit. But the gist of it was that teacher went above and beyond to make sure those kids succeeded. So my question is, how many people got that time to do that? How many people got the time to be like Brian Stallings by telling that kid, you can make it. You can read it. I know you can. Don't let whatever it is that you got stop you. How many of those people are like you? A very small percentage, because guess what? We have failing scores at our school, and they were okay with it. <laughs> like, this, look, look, I, I had no black teacher. Listen, listen, I had no black teachers. So when we got our test scores and our, AC, uh, our uh, Ohio stat test, Ohio writing, OGTs, and all that stuff, we were all failing, but they were okay with it. You know what they did? They took the little bit of kids that did pass, and we was in one classroom, the AP classroom. You know, the sad part is, that AP classroom compared to when I went to high school was like the remedial class because it's like night and day and what's being taught. I mean, think about mm-hmm. it. I was in an AP class like, oh, I'm learning trigonometry, algebra two. Oh, I'm, I'm smart. I'm in advanced reading. I get to ninth grade at Archbishop Hoban High School and they were like, we did that in fifth grade, sixth grade. What? Like they were so much more advanced than us that it was like, so in a black school, and I'm gonna be all the way real, a 4.0 in the black school is like a 1.7 in a white school. Why Damn. is that? Damn. I'm just being honest with you. I was you know, a 4.0 so student. I, I, but, I think, but I think we're talking about two different things, though. No, I no, just, no. You just said I, that I, the I, encouragement. I use the education <laughs> part. I use the education part as an analogy to the idea that. I know. Self-sufficiency. People. Self-sufficiency. Right, right. So, so yeah. So, I, I you know, so I, I wasn't, yeah. We can talk about the whole academic thing because that, that no. yeah. But Brian, Brian, big bro, you said it was analogy for self-sufficiency, but before you gave that self-sufficiency, you gave a pep talk to encourage that individual. What I'm saying is, as a black man in America, it's either you, like for instance, I had to teach myself is what I'm getting at. You're right, self-sufficiency, I get it. But I had to teach myself to catch up to my white counterpart. Not everybody's like me. I'm not the majority, like for instance, our environmental influences aren't like my white counterparts. I got to worry about we, getting shot, gangs, and everything. They going back to Doyle town. Hold on, but do you think that all white America got a silver spoon in their mouth too? You think got a silver? You said silver like, spoon. Like, 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 do you think that white America or or brown America they got all, all of them got the silver spoon in their mouth and they ain't got to go through things either? Man. No, no, no. I don't. I don't think that. No, 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 no. I don't think that. Listen to what I just said. I said. For me being black in America, the weight on my shoulder is already by default more heavier than my white my white counterparts. That's what I'm saying. Because if we talk about that, let's put it back to what you said about black women. They already disproportionately are disrespected and put into a category already behind their white counterparts. So we obviously know it exists. We obviously know that our burden is much heavier than the next person. So what I'm saying is we can't ignore that. We can't ignore that. What I'm like, and, we, and this is why I say I support the Black Lives Matter. I shouldn't have to watch and think much more intently about just being normal than my white people. I shouldn't have to be like, I can't wear a hoodie here. I'm going here. Oh damn, I'm going to the store. I gotta help. I hold. Listen, 
It's so bad. I hold my money in my hand when I walk into the store so they know I'm here to buy something. I'm six foot five, 340 pounds in dread. You, I ain't giving nobody a reason for nothing. But do my white counterpart, six foot five, 300 pounds, let's call him a redneck. Do he got to think like that? Hell no. Nah. So my point is, there's obviously right. a clear burden that we carry. Let's not ignore it. That self-sufficiency is awesome. But you got to have somebody that's giving you that pep talk because you know how hard it is to focus when you're hungry? It's very hard. You know how hard to focus when you think of somebody out there trying to kill you because you was walking wearing a red T-shirt and you seen some people mean mugging you? I'm just saying, like, the burden is on us. And for us to be self-sufficient, we have to do better. I would agree with that. But what I'm saying is, if you didn't give that person that you teach that little pep talk, like, hey, don't let that disability hold you back or don't let that disability of don't allow you to read, you're giving them a pep talk. What I'm saying is black people ain't got that pep talk. And when they go to school, 90% of the time, at least from my, what I went through with the five, I went down there <laughs> to every public school in my neighborhood because we moved around that much. They didn't give a shit about me. Let me, let me, let me, let me ask this, man. Jeremiah, you're going to get jump in. Hey, hold on, hold on. I, feel, I feel him, though. Like, I, I actually, Stalin's like, I agree with you 110%. I think we we kind of, like, we pitched things similar. But, like, it's kind of like we're arguing, like, like micro issues. because we're, we're trying to focus on a point. And, like, he's, like, on a macro scale. Like, he, he's on a whole thing. And, like, everything he's saying is right, though. Like, you, you do have to do that. Like, like we do have to like, like you have with the kids, you still have to have a conversation with your kids, man. People may look at you this way because of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's right. Like, that's real. We don't want to. We don't want it to always be that way. We're always working to try to make it better. But like, what he's saying is real, man. Like, we can argue it till we till we blue in the face. I think like, or maybe where me and you are at is a little more like. How do we get to a solution? Like we're looking for like a root cause, root problem. How do we fix the shit that we already in? But like he's like looking at us like he's a realist. Like, hey man, you can say you want to fix this shit all you want, but at the end of the day, like, you know, if I don't go to work, I'm not going to get paid. So basically, mm-hmm. he's trying to say this is the reality of the situation that I'm in right now, and you have mm-hmm. to have that conversation with your kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to have that. Like my white kids, I don't have to have a conversation with it, my brown kids. I gotta have a conversation with it, it's like it's different. Like other day on the couch, I, I, like I got to say, like we were sitting on the couch, and you know, obviously I watch a lot of things that that I like, and uh, the twins was in here, and one of the twins said, "Daddy, why you always watch stuff where they say nigga?" I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, I, what do I? I called my mom, like, mom, what do I do, like?" Just said nigga, like I don't even know how to fuck to like deal with this shit. Like so, like I mean, what do I tell these kids? I was like, so they they don't get, they do not understand none of this. And like I'm saying, like, well, maybe you can't say. It. I was like, well, shit, like, maybe it's said. I guess they got each other's back. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't really know. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I remember. Hey, listen, do y'all remember? I'm sorry to drop names. Go ahead. Frank and Stallings. Do y'all remember somebody named Joe Green? Joe, Joe Green. Yeah, yeah, light skinned brother Joe Green with the green eyes. Yeah, ain't no light skinned Joe White like my kids. He white. I remember in school, Joe used to always talk about he would he was like me. He would argue that like, no, I'm mixed. He was arguing to be mixed. I remember. And like that. literally, like, no. <laughs> and then he finally saw AC. And he's like, oh shit. 
He is mixed. Damn, he looks just like the dude, the dude black. He got a little Jerry curl. But like, he, Joe White. Joe is white. Like, <laughs> I remember my mom, wow, I argued with my mom about this. My mom was like, this boy is white. And I was like, no, he's not. I know his dad. He's mixed. And like, she would like, get on me. And then come to find out, it's about maybe, about maybe a couple months ago, she had said it. She's, she asked about Joe Green because of Kendrick and Jackson, my twins. They white. And she was like, damn, I feel so bad for ever saying that about that boy. <laughs> said, God got a way of working. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying though, like, but but you see what I'm saying? But Frank, think about it. But Brian, think about it. Just like he said, he got white kids and black kids. He said, I may not have to have that conversation with my white kids. So obviously, there's something very real out there that makes it to where our blackness is, is, is being threatened. So you might as well better own up to it. Do what you got to do to make sure that your kids make it. Because like I said before, our white kids ain't got to think about that. But hold on, but I think I think you're missing the point of what I'm saying. Because you look like you, I am six five, three hundred plus, black, had dreads myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now, you know what I'm saying? You know, some, some, you know, in the, in the wintertime, I got my beard real nice and thick and luscious. You know what I'm saying? So I still come out. I still got that. You that said experience. luscious. You got luscious. Hey, yo, black, give me your black card. Come on, some luscious. <laughs> I'm raising three black boys myself, you know what I'm saying, with a black girl. And, you know, so I get it. I'm not sitting here being like, you know, just oblivious to the idea that we live in the world we live in. It. What I'm saying is, is that we as people, we have we come from ancestors who were strong enough to fight through some of the worst things that's ever happened to people on this planet. So now when you look at like when you fast forward to 2020 or to 2020 and we have all these resources out here to support us, you know what I'm saying? You know, we don't have look. It, you, you would literally would, would be up to be being killed if you show that you know how to, uh, to read. You know, during during slave during uh, the, uh, during slavery, and you and they knew that you could read. You could get you could have your life taken. You know what I'm saying? So the minute when slavery was over with, and and the Frederick Douglass, I mean, uh, uh, not Frederick Douglass, but uh, Booker T. Washington talked about this a lot. was, look, we've been held back for so long for being able to get these things. We want it. So right now, when you look at two, uh, 2020, there's things that we are being held back from, but instead of wanting it, guess what we do now? We make excuses. Mm. We blame other people. Mm. That's all I'm trying to say. But they, so but, 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 they, but they separate the cultures, too, like, and, yeah. and they do that because, like, when you talk about pulling black cards and this, that, and other, like, I think somebody just said that. Well, I did. Uh, you said luscious. Luscious. Boy, stop playing with me. <laughs> Great word, by the way, but <laughs> hey, but but for real, like I'm just saying, like, you know, shit, hell the luscious down and lost my whole train. <laughs> but, but, Brian, but Brian, listen what you just said. You just said there was a time in the period where also white people buckled down and figured out that they needed to learn how to read in order to succeed or to progress themselves. And yet we're sitting here making excuses. Let me be, let me be correct. You said that right, right after slavery ended, correct? You said that being illiterate was high amongst blacks and whites and whites 
they decided to progress themselves, correct? That's what you said, yeah, right? I, I didn't say blacks and whites and whites decided. I just know what I said now. No, 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 I, no. You just said after slavery, learning how to read was a must. You said they progressed, and we're sitting here making excuses. Who who progressed? Who you said they? Who are you talking about? You just said after slavery ended, and you said Booker T. Washington talked about this that after slavery ended, it was a must that we needed to educate ourselves. You said they progressed and we're sitting here making excuses. Right, so okay, I, I wanna make sure, so yeah, so newly freed slaves versus mm -hmm. us now, yes, that's what I'm talking about, yes. Yeah, so what I'm saying is newly freed slaves during that time wanted to learn how to read and write and do everything else. So my question to you is, what was the, at that time, were white people already learning how to read and already more advanced, would you say? If you were rich, if you had money, yeah. But you're not what, no, 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 no. I didn't ask that. I said, were white people white as a whole? You can't group them all together. Yes, why can't I? They white. No, you, you can't. You can't do that. You can't. No, you see, you, you see, see, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Like your, your logic is wrong right now. Listen, listen to what I'm saying. You can't group people together like that, dude. Like you know, poor white people too. See, listen, know, I'm not talking about that. See, listen, listen, like we're not talking about that. Listen, he just said after slavery, we're talking about way back. I'm not talking about the rich whites, the rich blacks. The rich blacks knew how to read, but he ain't talking about the rich blacks. He's talking about the poor blacks that's just free slaves. So it's the same thing. He categorized which group of people he was talking about. I'm just simply saying as a whole, we're lumping it all together. As a whole, were white people more advanced than the Negro. Doctor Prisco. Doctor Prisco, you want to go ahead and touch on that one? Well, I, I think that uh, it, it's it's too easy to say white people versus the Negro, right? Um, because there's a, there's a lot of different <laughs> kinds of white people out there, okay? Right, and if you look if you look at say Eastern Europe versus uh, Western Europe, mm -hmm. right? Eastern Europe was delayed uh, for progressing for like two hundred years because of the Mongol invasion. Right. And so you've got them relying on uh, basically throwing bodies at wars uh, because they didn't have the technological sophistication. They didn't have the governmental or the bureaucratic sophistication. They just didn't have education going throughout the realm like you had in France or Austria, Germany, Prussia. Right. And so when you look at Africa, um, you look at uh, Middle East, North Africa, so all the way from Morocco to Egypt. And they're very advanced, right? They didn't have the, the resources because when they were being colonized, uh, oil wasn't a big deal, right? But Ethiopia was incredibly advanced. It had great science. It had good medicine. Uh, it had extremely good government, right, in terms of sophistication and, and high levels of education for the time, right? And it wasn't subjected to some kind of European uh, colonization until Italy in around World War II, right? And so that was, that was their one colony in all of Europe, right? When, they were, when uh, the Treaty of Berlin went and divided uh, the entire continent, all that was left with it was Ethiopia that was independent at the time. And, uh, and Italy was given the okay to go and try, and try their hands at it. And so it's, it's too easy to fall into the myth that these are monoliths, right, of black and white. Mm. Damn, you were, you were too scientific. Woo. Whoa, wow. I, 
No, even bro, uh, since I told y'all when, when I first started talking on here, like, it's <laughs> never been about black and white, man. Like, I'm telling you, like, we, we that, that that's that's the that's the trickle effect, man. I don't think it was ever about black and white, man. Like I said, it's all about economic and political power. And then yep. when you put faces to these things to classify, then that's why you're 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 they they reinforce that the people at the top because that's the way they can keep their status, man. Like that that's. That's just mm-hmm. how that's how the game is. That's how the game works. That's how the game is played. And and the people at the bottom are we're so fucking ignorant. Excuse my French. I'm sorry. No, right. We so ignorant. Like we buy into the shit. Like we buy into that shit. So this this, this argument we talk about is never going to be about. It, this is never going to be about like we we say Hispanic or we say he's Mexican or they're Asian. Like we have all these nasty. These, these nationalisms, I guess. Like I, I'm not saying the word nationalist. Mm-hmm. I can't say it right, but like whatever. Like you know, I'm an American. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, you're this that they get associated that way. Like, but black and white will always be black and white. That's the only thing that's ever like they're, they're colors, man. Like everybody else has an ethnicity or a nationalism. Like mm-hmm. I'm German. I'm this. Like, I ain't African-American. I ain't never been a fucking African, man. <laughs> I'm American. What you mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but it's just interesting how they separate these things. Like, just listen to you talking, like, it, it just makes me think about that. Like, black and white. This conversation is always going to be there because, listen, black and white, like, you're not white. And Frank, you close to black, but you ain't black. I'm keeping it real. Like, you know, being funny. But I'm just saying, like, you're not like you're mm-hmm. you're brown, just like everything else. You know, we we all we all brown. The darkest person in the world ain't black. Like I'm telling you, I pull up a crayon, a crayon, they ain't black. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and, and you're not white. I'm looking at you right now. Uh, uh, doc, what's your last name, Doctor? Oprisco. 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 Yeah. I like that. I like Oprisco. I like that name. That's that's kind of smooth, man. <laughs> but anyway, like, uh, I, I, I'm just I'm just saying, like, you know. You're not necessarily white, but we say black and white. Mm-hmm. We say these these generic terms for this, and it's the same thing we fight over all the time. And everybody else got a cool title, like you know they they got a they got a, a, a identity for for either ethnicity or or, or some kind of like a, a nationalist title, like you know we black and white, like it's so generic and dumb and stupid. We always gonna have this argument. I think that's uh, that's actually why it's so pernicious, right? And why yeah. it lasts and and it gets. Uh, passed down generationally, right, is because it's so easy to understand and to divide, right? And so you have you have this false sense of superiority of effectively like the, 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 the poor white folk um, to, to, to lord over, you know, primarily poor black folk. Right, because there's there's nothing of social capital or social value that they, that they can internalize aside from this thing that is nothing to be proud of. You happen to to have light pigmentation. Congratulations. <laughs> you can keep people separate that way, though, like, and that's what they do. Like you know, like you think back yeah. in the early early 1900s, like when we had labor unions and this and that. Mm-hmm. The country's in a complete mess. You know anything about history? Like they didn't want the yeah. sharecroppers, the white sharecroppers, and the black sharecroppers to be cool. The white sharecroppers wanted to feel better because, like, yeah. But then they, I'm white. I'm poor like you, but I'm white. Like I'm a little yeah. bit better. Like they want they wanted that but, shit to be that way. Yeah, I know, but no, that's you, the point I keep. That's the point I keep emphasizing. Like, even in that example, yes, 
we look at poor as what being relative to what the dollar amount that you make or whatnot. But even two poor people, people still look at it as, but they're white. Mm -hmm. Like you see yep. what I'm saying? So when I say more progress, I don't mean progress in the sense that they got more material things in us. What I'm saying is they were still viewed at as being better because even though they poor, they're white. So it's like, how can we sit here and act like that don't exist in the 21st? Like, like poor white people look at black people as pieces of shit. No, you're 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 absolutely right. But see, but this is how I put this. So this yeah, is where it gets weird okay. because this is designed yeah. primarily by rich white people in order mm -hmm. to divide the working class. Because when you do have good working relationships between the poor working white and the poor working black. You have things like the, uh, the the labor unions forming in Western uh, West Virginia coal mines, right? Mm -hmm. When they effectively went to war with the U.S. government, right, and got concessions like the five-day workday, the forty-hour week, um, independent verification of what uh, what a ton was, so that they weren't getting cheated out of money, mm -hmm. right? And so when you have the 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 working class, the poor working whites, blacks, Hispanics, whatever who find an e economic solidarity against the tyranny of, you know, people who own shit, right? And I don't want to say that they do shit. They just own shit, right? You, you get ahead, right? That's when economic disparity declines. That's when you... Are you fucking serious?